which I'm Alfredo. very. Alfredo. Toto. Toto, no. No, Toto. <laughs> no. Da 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 da. and welcome to another episode of Cineflex. My name is Ethan, and uh, how's everyone doing this week? Um, I've got Paige here for this intro. Hi, Paige. Hello. Um, you look awesome in this uh, t-shirt. Do you want to tell everyone, everyone what t-shirt you have on right now? I am actually wearing it. It is the uh, Cineflex logo t-shirt in red. Yeah. I'm glad I snagged one. Yeah, red small. smalls and mediums are sold out. I have I have the white on red ink and then black on gray. Um we are getting close to selling out entirely. So if you're still interested, uh go on any of my social media pages to contact me about it. I, at Cineflex Pod on Instagram or at Cineflex on Twitter. Uh hopefully you can snag a t shirt. Um, this week on the podcast, we are doing, uh, Cinema Paradiso, which I'm very... Toto! Toto, no! No, Toto! (laughs) No! Yes. (laughs) Thank you, Paige. (laughs) That was lovely. (laughs) Um, with... With uh, with my friend Jason is on the show this week. We drank Americanos, um, and they were fantastic. A uh, couple announcements coming up. We got um, we've got next week. Do you want to announce the show next week? Pride and Prejudice. Pride and Prejudice. Super exciting. Uh, beautiful movie. We'll be doing it entirely in English accents, right, Paige? Yes. Yeah. Um, Absolutely. That's probably not, okay. I, I hope I hope no one has to hear that. Um, and then a bonus episode of I'm thinking of ending things coming out at some point, following up my po- my last podcast on a Charlie Kaufman movie with Clara, and then high and low uh, two Mondays from 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 now. So uh, look forward to those movies coming up. Without further ado, uh, here's my interview with Jason. Hope you guys all enjoy. Presenting Cinema Paradiso. The Academy Award winner for Best Foreign Film. Every night, the streets were empty. Because inside, lovers held hands. Children laughed. And the routine of everyday life was forgotten. Because here at the Cinema Paradiso, someone is making their dreams come true. First of all, how are the drinks? Dude, this is fantastic. This, uh, I really like the color of it. Um, yeah, no, it looks really nice. I don't, really, really, I don't nice. really drink that much um, alcohol in general, but I mean, it's not super strong, but this is really good, actually. Yeah. It's, it's pretty light. It's called an Americano. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, uh, it's related to a Negroni because it has the red vermouth and the Campari. It's, uh, it's a northern Italian drink, so we're kind of we're cheating a little bit. Northern Italian from from the 1860s. Okay, okay. Uh, invented by Campari himself, apparently. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but uh, fun fact about it, I just looked up. Uh, it was the first drink that James Bond ever drinks in any of the books. You oh, think books? Okay, okay. Yeah. So you think it would be a martini? Yeah, but, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But oddly enough, it's an americano. He orders that in the in casino in Casino Royale. Like the book version, right? The book Ian version. Fleming, yeah, yeah. The Ian Fleming books, mm-hmm. yeah. So. James Bond's first drink, our uh, our first drink together. So cheers to that. Thank uh, you. Very yeah. Do you have any like initial thoughts of the movie? Yeah, this is like one of my favorite movies of all time. So it's one of uh, mine too. I, yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm a little crushed right now. I mean, it's hard not to be. Yeah, I'm like crying in the club right now, dude. <laughs> Fuck. Oh, Anyways, man. um, so. Yeah, I, I chose this movie because you usually have your guests choose the movie, right? Um, mm-hmm. 
So uh, I was deciding between um, this and a few other movies that I really loved, but uh, given uh, Ennio Morricone's recent death, I wanted to choose th uh, this movie to watch. Um, right when he passed away, I, or like, I think around that time, I actually watched Once Upon a Time in the West, which is also scored by him. The movie as a whole did not work as well as I wanted to. So That's fair. Yeah, this, this time I chose this one, which is literally one of my favorite movies of all time, and I love the score in this one as well, and decided that this was probably a great choice given, you know, the recent news of his passing and all that. So. Yeah, was that, I mean, I want to say that was about a month ago. Yeah, I would say about a month ago, yeah, yeah, Or something. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that, 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 the next couple days after he passed, I, I watched this movie outside on the you projector did, right? with a yeah, couple, yeah, yeah. couple mm -hmm. friends, which I felt like was very in the spirit of the movie yeah, and everything. Fitting. And like, uh, oh my gosh, like, like I, I've, I've loved Ennio Morricone for like a long, long time. Like, like I've, I played his music at multiple weddings, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and I'd like his music to be played at my wedding. Oh, absolutely! Eventually, yeah, yeah, but yeah. like <laughs> I've, I've, um, I've played, I played cello. I played, I've played the Mission at a few weddings. Gabriel Zobo, right? Yeah, mm -hmm. Gabriel Zobo, and um, yeah, and then and then and then I was studying abroad in 2018. I, I was lucky enough to actually see him. Where was in it? In Florence. Okay, okay, yeah. <laughs> but, like, the weird thing was about it, like, I was, um, I, I knew I was going, and I saw he booked a couple more tour dates in Italy, and I was like, mm -hmm. I'm gonna be in Europe at the same time. I need yeah, to figure this out. Yeah. Like, I need to figure out how to get there. So, like, I planned this whole weekend around it. Oddly enough, I saw the Sistine Chapel in Rome the same day I, I saw think, him. Yeah, like, okay. I, I, I woke up, I went to the Vatican... Um, and then I took the train to Florence, eventually saw him in the evening, but, um, it was sort of this small gym outside of Florence. Like it was, it was, it was like a basketball, it was like, it was like a high school gymnasium kind of deal. Okay. Okay. Maybe like nicer than high school, but like a yeah. few thousand seats, like kind of funky seventies architecture. But like, it was, it was, so, there was so much love there. It really like, it really blew me away. Um, it, it was all Italian. It was all like... It it, 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 it it was none of the tourist crap that you got kind okay. of in the other places you went, but God, it was so amazing to see him. And he did play the theme of Cinema Paradiso in the show, right? Yeah. Like, that's good. He played the whole suite. He played through, you know, he played through all the yeah. childhood, the love theme, all that, all that stuff. Yeah. So, um, so I started listening to this theme when I was like a little kid. I feel like this, um, at least the musical theme has been like part of my entire life uh my dad used to play it either like you know from music or he would actually literally play it on the piano so it was something i heard a lot as a child mm. it it brings back a lot of warm memories and i always like i don't know if, if falsely is the right word but i always assumed this was his absolutely most famous score um i've come to know that good bad ugly is probably his most famous score but i'm still assuming this is kind of up there i feel like my perception of like what his most famous works are is kind of like twisted based on like what my preferences are because if i were to rank like my favorite uh morricone scores it would be cinema paradiso uh the mission uh which is not that great of a movie actually but the, the score, score is, is great. The score yeah. is off the charts and the and another one uh days of heaven with richard Gere and um sam shepherd i think yeah I yeah yeah but yeah, yeah it's a Terrence malick movie. movie and i love that score too but um I don't know if that one's as famous as his other works. I just thought that one was great. Yeah. I think Days of Heaven isn't quite as famous as the other two. I would say not. But yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, I mean, his work spans spans from you know early '60s yeah. to Tarantino. He's worked on like oh, 300 right. yeah. movies. Mm -hmm. Like it's it, it it's it's absolutely incredible. And just like the range of stuff he's able to do. I mean, I, I don't know. It's it, it 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 was an honor to see him. It's it's like I mean, his music really is the heart of this movie. Yeah, it really in is. In so yeah. many ways it, it carries you through the story. It brings back these these motifs of love and it sort of reminds you of yeah, it sort of yeah, it sort of brings you it it's, it sort of brings you home in so many ways and like it it, it it it's not only great but it fits the movie perfectly. Yeah, no, absolutely. I I would go as far as say to say that um Cinema Paradiso is probably the first movie that I've watched that made me actually appreciate the score as like a part of the movie and mm -hmm. like 
uh, make me like look out for like good scores in other movies in general. Uh, in the past, I used to not really care about like the music that came with the movie. You know, like yeah. every time uh, I would watch the Oscar or something like that, and best original score came up, I'm like, all right, yeah, I'll skip this part. But yeah, this movie is really the first one that made me appreciate like how powerful a great score could be um, in the for the right movie, basically. Um, yeah, so I feel like. Yeah, that that's kind of big actually. But no, yeah. it's very big. It's very big, and it's a and it's a great movie to like get you to start appreciate. I mean, you know, scores off the charts. Um, is 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 there anything else you want to talk about with like why you chose this movie? Like what what, like like when was the first time you watched it? Uh, around when I was like ten, when I okay. uh, kind of discovered like movies, or maybe when I was like eleven. It, it was on Netflix. Yeah. Streaming back in the days. <laughs> um. I believe I actually watched the three-hour version first. Uh, I don't remember. Like, it, it's it's been so long. I've seen it like more than once since. Um, and which, but I don't actually even remember like why the three-hour version is considered inferior to the theatrical. I've seen the theatrical way more times now, and I actually love the theatrical version. It's a it's a rare it's a rare movie where where studio meddling. Sort of, help, where like the yeah. film buffs are like, okay, like I'm glad the studio steps in. Like usually people are all like, ah, like you know, fuck the producer. Mm-hmm. But yeah. um, basically, I think I think the best the best parts of this movie are are Childhood. him as a kid, yeah, and then and then parts of him returning to the town and the funeral and and seeing the theater collapse down and all that. Um, oh, what, yeah, what spoilers, they ex- by the way. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I'll announce that. Yeah. I was to <laughs> that. I feel horrible. No, it's all good, but um, keep going. No, you're fine. Um, so, so what the three-hour does, what the three-hour part does is it extends the whole part where he's in love with that woman in his teenage years, oh, and then yeah. he, um, he starts kind of stalking. It, it, it's like the Jacques Perrin version of him, like the old version of him, goes back and starts stalking her daughter, yeah, played yeah. by the same actress, oh, and then uh-huh. finds the mom. And then, like, there's a whole like stalker thirty minutes where like he eventually has a conversation with the mom, and the mom's like, "We can't be together. I'm married." And then they just move on from that. Like that's, like that's all you're missing. It's not like. It's not much, and it's like <laughs> it's so. It, in a lot of ways, it ends up being so much better with the, uh, with uh, the, and with the, with like the two hour version. It just like you focus in on what you should be focusing in on, which is. It it might be the best movie about like a mentor mentee relationship. Like that's 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 the true love story of this movie. It's yeah, not him I, and his yeah. teenager. It's like him and Alfredo. I'm trying to think of another one. Um, Mentor-mentee relationships? Yeah, that I was trying to think of that when I was watching this. Um, I was trying to think of that too, yeah. You know what? I don't know. Like, does... Uh, going back to one of your past podcast movies, Dead Poets Society could be one of them. Dead Poets Society is definitely another one. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. Mm-hmm. For sure. Um, yeah. Uh, I guess, like, I don't remember enough about the three-hour version. I, I found the three-hour version to be very engaging. It didn't feel long at all, but... I don't really remember the stalker thing. That shit's creepy as fuck. Don't do that shit. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, so yeah, the two-hour version is is great too. I mean, great is kind of underselling it. But uh, I, I watched uh, Sid and Tango yesterday um, for <laughs> viewers um, or like oh, a few man. days ago. For, for viewers who don't know what that is, it's like a seven-hour movie where like everything's slow as fuck. It's and on my like, list, and, yeah. I'm, and I, I'm, I'm not um, looking forward to it. <laughs> it's, um, yeah, seven hours of, like, long takes and shit. And, like, after after that movie, I've just, like, completely lost sense of, like, time and, like, what, like, regular pacing feels like. So when I watched uh, Cinema Paradiso today, yeah, I honestly felt like 20 minutes. This is, this is like, I don't, like, I even, like, at times when I, like, watched it in the past, I was just like, oh, yeah, there's a lot of, like, theater scenes and whatnot. But this time when I watched it, yeah, it like legit felt like twenty minutes. It was like one of the fastest movies I've ever watched. I don't know, it's because I just watched the seven hour movie. It's kind of both. I mean, you get so engaged in the story yeah. is mm-hmm. the thing. I mean I mean and it and it, it there there's something about the pacing of the whole thing that it, it feels like a memory. It feels like it feels like, oh I'm thinking like I I, I mean I, I mean bad, essentially right? it, it mostly exists in that flashback where he's yeah. lying in bed. Yeah. And the way the way like they kinda focus in on like 
oh him and Alfredo and then it's like cut to him and Alfredo biking yeah. cut cut back to the theater and then like oh this reminds me of all those times like it 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 it's edited together like a memory and so I think it, it it sort of flows together so well that you do lose track of time in the whole thing yeah no I definitely feel that um I yeah but going back to I yeah as I said I first watched it when I was like 11 I actually saw it again in theaters recently last year where which was um oh, it was in Pittsburgh uh where nice. I, yeah it I, it's just this independent uh theater called row house cinema um, that's fun though for, for any Pittsburghers who might listen to <laughs> this podcast but um yeah they have like theme like different themes of the week every yeah. time they um put, uh, play movies sometimes it'll be like um action week so they'll have like uh, John Wick Fury Road like playing in the theaters or when I watched Cinema Paradiso it was like Italian cinema week but, yeah. that's super fun yeah. that's super fun yeah it it did it did take me time it it did take me back a lot to like my time of like working at the theater yeah yeah like I mean I mean obviously like I wasn't I wasn't a kid growing up in Sicily yeah uh, and I didn't I wasn't like like shout out to Phil but I wasn't like best friends with the perfectionist <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's fair, but um that's fair. but uh I mean there was something there was something so magical about this place I've talked about it before but like the Stanford theater showed like old Hollywood movies yeah mm-hmm. and you know I, I I like sold popcorn there and like I sold tickets and stuff and um hung up the movie posters I redid the marquee and all that stuff and it, there, there, there is something like that's really it really sort of takes you back to like to like the magic of these old movies, like um, it it brings alive these movies. Like it 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 does make a huge difference to see these old movies like in theaters and yeah. see them mm-hmm. like in person like that. And uh, it, I'm I'm so I'm so glad I got to experience working there and let alone like going there as just a fan because yeah, it's just like, I mean. It, it this movie is so much about the magic of the theater theatrical experience and going to a theater that like just kind of sharing the experience together um i guess like the best way to put it is like like a lot of my like very few like favorite movies of all time i feel like cinema paradiso kind of like fundamentally understands like movie lovers like yeah it kind of understands me as who i am um, yeah and i really love that i feel like i there are very few movies i can say when i watch it it's like a it just feels more than just like a film i think this like and for many reasons like that it's why i love it so much yeah totally i mean it it um it's it's such a magical film mm-hmm. and like uh i mean it, it gets me every time i watch it i i get i, I mean i'm like i'm like ah, i'm not going to cry i know it's coming and then uh nope nope no nope, it gets me it gets right to the core of me it's brutal that way yeah the last last 30 minutes are so sad um and i and i know it's coming up like it it's just like it does hit me every single time especially when he comes home um you know during the funeral where he sees like a lot of the old theater goers again yeah it just really yeah it really gets to me um yeah like the last scene uh with the montage the kiss montage and all yeah that's that's one of the greatest endings i've ever seen oh my gosh absolutely 100 so percent. yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you want to go through like our favorite scenes? Yeah, Speaking absolutely. Of the kiss yeah, montage? I was just about to like do, you want yeah, to yeah. do that. Um, yeah, I'll give you. I'll give you first pick. Yeah, but my favorite Guess scene is is the last scene. Like, Damn it. um, yeah, no, I feel you. I feel you. <laughs> um, it's yeah, I think it's quite literally one of the best like last shots ever in like um movie history. I mean, I haven't like I've seen a good amount of movies, but uh, yeah, I like. There are very few, like, movies where I feel like the ending, like, the very last shot just, like, leaves such a emotional, like, impact on you. Like, it kind of reminded me of, like, Call Me By Your Name or, like, something like that where, like, the last scene just, like, puts you in complete tears, you know? Like, I think that last scene, like, really, like, drives home, like, kind of, like, theme, you know, like, love for cinema, um, you know, like, kind of, like you know takes you back to the beginning where like alfredo had like the role of like all the kissing scenes and he's like yo um toto don't touch that shit you know (laughs) but you know it's 
it's nice that at the end of the movie he like you know gives it to him as a gift you know yeah kind of like a callback to his childhood to yeah totally totally it mm-hmm. sort of harkens back to that yeah. whole thing mm-hmm. it's such a it's such a beautiful tie back to the beginning you don't I mean I mean, obviously we see it coming, but like as a first yeah, time viewer, as a first don't, time viewer, yeah, yeah. You don't you don't know what 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 he's possibly left for him, and uh, and uh, you know it's 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 such a it it's such um it's such an homage to both love and the power yeah, of cinema. That's right. Yeah, it's yeah. like mm-hmm. it goes back to it. It goes. It's it sort of harkens back to his love for Alfredo, his love for movies, and it just ties the whole thing together so beautifully in that moment. It's like, and uh, and I can't not cry. <laughs> that shit's so sad, dude. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh god. Yeah. Yeah. Love the ending. Yeah. That is fantastic. <laughs> I think I think my um, I think my next pick would be uh, would be the projection outside. That moment, yeah. I, and, and, and I'm going to separate that from the fire. Yeah, can, of course. Yeah, you can, yeah. you can, you can choose the, we can choose the fire later. Why well, can? But um, I think I, I mean, I, I mean that scene where he, it, it, it's that, that that scene where Alfredo flips the screen to allow people to watch the movie outside, and you get a sense of the town. You get a sense of like the whole, you know, like get a sense of the whole community coming together, and the fact that it's just like that's that's their source of entertainment, and that's just how that's just how magical this whole thing is. I I I, I think that's just such a beautiful scene. Yeah, I actually love that scene too. Um, I love that scene so much. Like every time like that scene comes up, it's right around the halfway point. Like it's yeah. a very memorable scene. Like separating that from the fire, of course, but like. Like whenever someone mentions the movie, that that is a scene that really pops up in my head, along with like kind of the ending, and another scene that I really like, which I'll kind of like uh, say is another one of my favorites, would be um, weirdly enough that kind of throwaway shot to the Gone with the Wind, Gone Gone with the Wind, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Gone with the Wind poster with Clark Gable. Um, early early in the movie, someone mentions I don't remember if it was uh, Alfredo or. Toto's mom who says that Toto's dad kind of looks like Clark Gable so um when it's implied that uh Toto's dad passes away uh or dies in war basically there's like this kind of like throwaway shot to um the poster of Gone with the Wind uh it's like supposed to be like from Toto's point of view like I don't know it's like no one ever says he dies but like kind of that shot kind of like implies it and it's it's just like a second long or something like that. Oddly yeah. enough, I never really pieced that together. I, I never I, I I never really pieced together the Clark Gab- the Clark Gable and the Clark Gable looking like his dad. Yeah, yeah. Um, that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> I was sort of thinking I, I was sort of thinking something along the lines of like the fire and gone with the wind yeah, and the destruction. Okay, okay. But but uh, yeah, it, it makes a lot more sense that it's sort of a it's 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 sort of a father figure. Uh, for him, that that's yeah. That, that's yeah, really that's the thing. I have never seen Gone with the Wind. I haven't seen it yet, so um, I actually don't know if like any scenes in Gone with the Wind would tie in with Cinema Paradiso. So that's why I thought of Clark Gable first, rather than what, right what it like stood for. I guess. No, no, that makes sense. That makes sense. Um, I think the only scene that kind of relates to that is just is just there, there, there there's a there, there's sort of a wartime scene where the town's burning down, which yeah, is sort yeah, of yeah. sort of what I what. what which is sort of what I was piecing together with that's that. Fair, that's uh, fair. But yeah, I mean, yeah. it's, it's probably both, to be honest. Yeah, that, that's like, true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's probably, mm-hmm. but it has to do that's with... That's just kind of my interpretation of what that was, basically. Yeah, yeah and he's sort mm-hmm. of seeing his dad places. That's so sad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he I, never shows up in the movie, basically. No, yeah. no. And you, 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 you sort of know as a viewer that, like, yeah, like, they're sort of in denial about this whole he thing. He probably and, wouldn't show up in the movie regardless. No, yeah. no, sadly. Um, I think... You know, I've been I've, I've been trying to think about this while you were talking. I I don't. It gets it gets harder after this point. I think, like, there there are a couple like key ones, and then and and then and, and then there's just so much in between that's just awesome. You yeah, know? yeah. But um, I think the next one for me would probably be, um, the scene where he figures out how to how, how to how to flip the reels himself. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like. It, it, when he's it, a little it, child, right? Yeah, yeah, it's like the first time Alfredo kind of lets him in the projection booth, and he's kind of figuring out how to like flip the reels and everything. I just think that's so so fantastic. That whole thing. It's very charming. I like that. It's so charming and like and like oh my god, yeah. It they 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 
their relationship is so like cute and it's so like endearing the way the way um alfredo gets all annoyed with him but you can tell like like it, it's 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 such tough love but like he's he's so sensitive and sincere when he needs to be kind of like toto needs him yeah. he's 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 right there and he's like sensitive but like i mean i, I mean like in, in in the end of the movie he tells him never to come back basically like he's like don't write me don't talk to me anymore and it's oddly all out of love you know what do you make of that scene i've like thought about it like um a lot you know like why does uh alfredo say gtfo never come back <laughs> you know making this sound a lot less sad than it actually is no um, no no, you're fine uh, yeah like i i yeah i always thought it was tough love i don't know if there was like another reason to it you know like uh alfredo realizes that like um in such a small town uh toto would never be able to really achieve what he wanted to do but is there like another reason do you think that uh Alfredo so adamant on just pushing Toto away, you know. Like. No, I mean you kind of hit the nail on the head there. Like, like basically, like it's tough love, and throughout their whole relationship, throughout Toto's whole life, like he's shown these like flashes of brilliance, and yeah. like, mm-hmm. and like, um, and basically, like, um, bit. I, I I think the scene right before that, like Alfredo's basically telling him like, you know, this 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 small town like has has so much to offer and it feels like the center of the world but like in reality there's a whole other world out there that you you need to explore Mm -hmm. and um it sort of seems like that's the reason he sort of eventually becomes a successful director i think i I think it's implied that he's a director right yeah it is it like i've never really like funny enough i've never really like cared that much what he did as an adult i feel like it's more important like um how he reacts to like going back to his past i never like put much thought to actually what he did it is implied i i did like like i did catch that that he yeah. it is implied that he is like some he works in the movie business somehow you know he's respected enough yeah but funny enough i never felt like that was like i don't think the director even thinks that's that important like he he like glosses over it like, i think what's important is that he's made it yeah, and mm-hmm. he's made it in something to do with the movies. Yeah, so it's like, that's right. you know, what what exactly he does isn't important. It's important that it's important that Alfredo inspired him to move forward, and yeah. it's important that like he's coming back as a big shot. Um, yeah, yeah, it's proof that like Alfredo really impacted his life in some way for sure. Yeah. Definitely, mm-hmm. definitely. Do you want to do your next favorite scene? Yeah, um, I'm trying to think of. One, but this is something that I actually did not catch when, uh, like the first few times I've seen it. I've seen this is probably my fourth viewing now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like when I caught it in theaters last year. It had been a long time since I've watched it. Yeah. But um, yeah. Um, I I actually completely missed the like side plot in the theaters with the couple. You know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I yeah, actually I love that. that it's a uh, um, yeah. I I like. Like, I, I noticed that mostly on this watch, but there is a lot of, like, little, like, plots going on in, um, the theater. It kind of, like, reminds me of, uh, Rear Window in a way where, uh... Yeah, that's, when, a, that's when, a good Yeah, that's when good Jimmy analogy. Stewart would, uh, you know, like, look across his apartment and, like, every single, like, person that he was, like, spying on would have their own, like, little plot as well. So I thought that was kind of cool, you know, like... It's kind of like a rear window moment where, like, um, you know, it's like a random shot to, like, uh, one of the theater goers. But, like, in the next shot, like, these two separate theater goers are now sitting next to each other. And then eventually, on like, in a different shot, they're holding hands. And in another shot, like, they have a baby now, you know. And both and that couple actually comes back at the end of the movie. Yeah, you see them all yeah, together to, again. to visit, um, you know, to pay their respects to uh, Alfredo when he passes away. And yeah, I actually like it's not a scene uh, per se, but just like the inclusion of that little side plot, I think is this is the first time I've caught that, and like yeah, it just makes me appreciate it more because like it's cool to find yeah, new things. I, I think that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and there's no and there's no real dialogue you get between yep, them or anything. Yep, that's it's right. just yeah. you just sort of get this. I'm always I'm always so impressed when a director's excuse me when like a director's um 
sort of able to fill out the world with like interesting side characters, interesting extras, like that it, it, it makes the world feel so much more alive. It makes the town feel so much more alive. The kid that can't, that can't, can't do multiply math shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do math for shit is the kid that's biking the wheels the back and route. forth. Yeah, yeah. There, there's all these little things you notice when you're paying attention, but like you do sort of return to these people's lives. And I think that def- I think that fills out the world so much more. And like, yeah, it's like I, a small town, you know, like, yeah, kind of like everybody knows each other. And like, as much as I like love this movie already, that little side plot actually made me like appreciate like, kind of like the world building of the film even more. In totally. General. And yeah, it just feels like you're part of this world for two hours. And like, yeah, like it's kind of weird to say this given that there's a extended cut, but yeah, I could watch like four or five hours of this movie. Yeah, I know. I, I, I theoretically, know, like every, theoretically. <laughs> every time I watch this movie, I'm like, ah, oh, I, I could go for another two hours. And then, and then I remember the extended cut and I'm like, it's not good. that way. <laughs> it's good where it is. Yeah. <laughs> but, no, I know you could go yeah. all into his childhood and everything. And yeah. But yeah, kind of his, um, like without the subplot where he's like stalking her <laughs> and doing all that creepy shit. It's like, like having like not seeing him reunite with Elena, is that how you pronounce her name? Yeah, I think yeah, so. Yeah, Elena. It, having him never see Elena again, like at least in the world of the theatrical version. Um, yeah, there's kind of like a bittersweet like uh, tone to it. You know, like it's his first love. You know, like you'll always have that. You know, first love who kind of breaks your heart, and um, you know, you think back to her once in a while. And, you know, you're, like, taken back with all these memories you've had. And I think, like, the movie captures that perfectly. You know, like, falling in love for the first time and just, like, breaking up for the first time. It's, like, really sad. Like No, it's true. Yeah. It's true. I think the problem with this cut, though, is that, like, is that, like, you never really get any sense of closure on that. Mm-hmm. To the point where, like, look, I, 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 I realize that it's, like, it's first love. It didn't work out. That's fine. But to the point where I'm, like, why even get into it in the first place? Like... I that sort of like you sort of go through this whole love plot line you're like well did that did that change his character you're right it does end kind of abruptly you know sometimes that just happens with love uh I I do see her as kind of like an important figure in his life to kind of get into filmmaking because the first shot that you see of her he starts filming her basically um you know like and like at the end of the movie, he's watching, uh, you know, like an eight millimeter reel of, or whatever film strip. Yeah. Like a reel of like his old movies where he did film Elena, you know, so it, it does tie back. I feel like she is important to like the, um, you know, his development and overall, overall plot in general. That's a good point. Yeah. That's a good point. That's, that's not so much a criticism for me as, as, as some of my, I, 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 I have a, couple i want to touch on yeah and then i want to know your thoughts Mm -hmm. um because again like i want to emphasize this this is this is honestly one of my favorite movies so um the the two the two things the two things i think about one this is sort of a minor one Mm -hmm. that i i only really notice this watch but i don't i don't feel like the the old mom actress and the young mom actress ever consulted on their character oh fair it's like (laughs) it's just a completely different character when he comes back and honestly like the old mom is so she's so sweet and so endearing yeah and and she's got this warmth that i feel like the mom of his child had never once showed it would be one thing if she was stressed out of her mind kind of showed this she, she didn't really ever show that warmth yeah young mom was like smacking his little bitch ass yeah. like, all the time like yeah it, it does feel a little bit different i never thought about that but yeah i guess the thing is like it's because his mom wasn't in the movie enough for me to really comment on whether they actually felt like different people or not but now that you mention it they don't seem that similar they that don't seem fair. that yeah. similar to me they don't seem that similar to me and, and and that was only for me picking that up on the what the fifth or sixth watch yeah that's or whatever fair. That's but fair, yeah that that was just one thing i was aware of and then the other thing uh there's not much you can do about it but like but like teenage alfredo is just not as good of an actor as the other two teenage the, alfredo. okay the, yeah. the other two are like old alfredo is awesome yeah Jacques Perrin, yeah he he's a french actor he's also in the young girls of rush four which oh, we were no talking way. about okay, okay Yo, yeah. he he 
he falls in love with Catherine Deneuve in that, okay, and he's got like blonde hair, and he's all like. Does he sing in the movie too? Uh, so all the actors are, are unfortunately dubbed. Oh, so okay. so he he lip sings. Yeah, he looks like he's singing. <laughs> okay, okay. But yeah. uh, but he's not actually singing. And then and then and then like. Young Alfredo too is just like so charming, yeah. so charming and so adorable and has so much heart and I feel like teenage Alfredo like I I wasn't always buying it honestly I I don't I don't mind the plot you know I I, I talked I talked about like a minor nitpick of the plot but mm-hmm. like honestly don't mind the plot but like I just feel like the actor just was was the weakest link of the two to be fair yeah you know actually like I I, I do agree with that I love child alfredo i think like you know that shot where he's peeking in the curtains is very iconic. oh my um, god I adult love alfredo shot. is great too yeah like, he he's probably he's definitely the most experienced actor of the three alfredos mm-hmm. uh i don't think teenage alfredo is bad like it, it's it's like not bad at all i i don't look at that and say man this is like distractingly like bad but um yeah it's like not as good compared to the other two i would say yeah 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 that would be my only like only like uh criticism that that that, 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 how's it be my only criticisms of the movie is is there anything else you want to touch on for criticisms yeah i had a a criticism that i had when i watched in theaters that actually didn't apply to this viewing anymore Oh okay I i was like surprised by the number of scenes that just took place in the theaters like um you know love them just random people watching the movie um yeah like i didn't mind it that much but i was just like hmm, there are a lot of like theaters like scenes of just people sitting in theaters like like you know laughing or like sleeping or like jacking <laughs> off or something like that but when i watched this so i had no problem with it so like i guess that just didn't really count maybe i was tired that day. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it like actually like just like that did not bother me at all anymore i was like wow that's actually the perfect amount of like theater scenes um so yeah never mind so that was the criticism <laughs> i had in the past that doesn't apply anymore yeah still that's, one of my favorites yeah that's fair i'm glad you yeah. came around mm-hmm. on it mm-hmm. yeah and, and and obviously i want to emphasize this is also one of my favorites mm-hmm. um is there we can sort of trade notes on whatever we took here is there, is there is there anything you wanted to talk about with with your notes here yeah real quick um i had good child acting i guess you agree with that um, <laughs> oh yeah, no, yeah, I love, yeah. I love, I love young, I love young Alfredo. Yeah, he's absolutely uh, fantastic. The side plot with the couple with the theaters is like you know, as I mentioned earlier, the first time I noticed it, and fuck, I love that. Um, oh yeah, when they build a new Cinema Paradiso and they finally show people kissing, yo, that was strangely satisfying. Oh, I like that God. scene a lot. Yeah, yeah, Everyone's yeah. Like we talking about this, and yeah. then like, and then the priest was like, oh my God. We're watching Pornhub now. Yeah, I thought that was really, really funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The priest from 1950 said, and I quote, "We're watching Pornhub yeah. now," and that's how that's how Pornhub got its yeah, name. Yeah, yeah. So like, yeah, because of this movie, Pornhub, Pornhub was founded. Pornhub's founders yeah, yeah. were watching this movie. They're like, "That's a nice name. That's a great name." Yeah, yeah we should work on that. Yeah, I also really like the story with the princess uh, when Blind Alfredo's like, "Yeah, you know, this prince waited for the princess for like a hundred days." On the 99th day, you know, or like the princess was mm-hmm. like, yeah, you know, if you really love me, you know, you would like wait for me for a hundred days. And that princess nights. sucks, by the way. Yo, fuck that. And then like, yeah. and he was just like on day 99, he straight up just dipped and was like, yo, fuck this bitch ass. Of course. And then like left. And I thought that was kind of funny because like, um, at the end, like Alfredo or not Alfredo, Toto does like kind of just like walk away from waiting outside Elena's room. I mean, that obviously turns around at the end, but like. I kind of like noticed that parallel. I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah, yeah, no, that was cool. Honestly, yeah, just just don't put up with any woman that's gonna say like you have to wait outside <laughs> my window for a hundred days. That's that's a major red flag. Yeah, uh, I mean, just, also just like she's it. probably not into you, so you should probably move. Probably on not, or she's very into herself that yeah. to think that yeah, also, to think that uh, you've got yeah. nothing going on. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah, no, that's yeah, it's <laughs> horrible. Um, I thought that story was funny, but yeah, <laughs> it, is, it is. It is a really funny story. Um, one other minor nitpick that we both kind of noticed and mentioned to each other during this was was that was the whispering. Oh yeah, during, during the, the test, testing. they have like yeah. they have like six people walking around and it's just going like, Toto, 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 what's 
the answer? What's the five? answer on this thing? Can you yeah. throw me the answers? He like tosses him and like so and he, like, obviously swoops it, like swoops like, it. Like <laughs> I'm like, oh god, this guy. Dude, like, how the fuck does nobody catch? That's like literally like the worst cheating I've ever seen, dude. Like, and they were also telling him to be silent. Yeah, too. everyone was just like, dude, like Alfredo. Yeah, but school cheating, yeah, it doesn't look like that. It like that shit was so obvious, dude. It was so Toto obvious. straight up yelling, like, or like Alfredo straight up yelling at Toto, yo, what's the answer? Like, yeah, that yeah, that that's just no, like, no. that that doesn't yeah. slide. That doesn't slide in nineteen fifties Italy. That doesn't, it doesn't slide, slide in today. Twenty twenty <laughs> Palo Alto. No way. Yeah. No way. But yeah, no, that 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 doesn't really affect my like love for the movie. No, <laughs> like, not at all. It's just not funny. To see. It's just I'm it's just, like, just funny. Just that like, one's the hell? that one's just like yeah. okay, man. Come on. But yeah, I don't really care. Yeah, no, I thought that was <laughs> <laughs> Anything else you want to touch on in your notes? Yeah, um I don't have like notes per se, but I guess I have like a few questions for you. Yeah. Um, but like what are uh like as I said, this is like probably my uh favorite movie score that I've ever heard so far um what like what are your favorite uh Morricone scores and what are your favorite scores in general like man I'm supposed to be the one having the question that's such a great (laughs) question damn damn I feel so unprepared now um (laughs) yeah let's start with Morricone scores start with Morricone scores um I don't think I could choose between this, the mission, and the good, the bad, and the ugly. Good, bad. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah. I have, I have my whole wedding processional mm-hmm. planned out. Mm-hmm. If, you, if, it, and it's all Morricone. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. so I'm gonna be walking down. Um, I'm gonna be walking down the aisle with like the wedding party. You know how like the the like groomsmen and like bridesmaids come in and stuff. Like, like before like the bride comes down the aisle. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna come down to the good, the bad, and the ugly. So you're just gonna hear this like. Yeah. Hi, hi, hi. <laughs> yeah, of course, of course. So, and then and then and then um and then and then the bride or my future bride will will uh will walk down to Gabriel's oboe. Of course. Uh, One of my favorites, and yeah. that's just that's just what will be. I think yeah, I think I think that I think the top few would be would be the good, the bad, and the ugly, the mission, and this one. Mm-hmm. And then after that point, I mean, there's just so many great ones. When you go down... Um, I haven't seen The Thing, but I heard that that score is pretty famous. The thing, the Thing's really good. It's not It's not very, like... It's not something you'll throw on Spotify. Yeah, I figured, yeah, Because yeah. it's, like, it's 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 intense. Yeah. I mean, it's it's for this, like, horror movie. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, but absolutely fantastic score. I love... I, I, I love... Once upon a time in the West. Yeah, that's that one as well. That yeah. one's unbelievable. So like a lot of the stuff he's done with Tarantino is like Tarantino's pulled soundtracks of his from yeah, like earlier that's, that's earlier cool. movies. Yeah. So like mm-hmm. Kill Bill is La Reza de Conti or something like that, and uh, that one's a great one. It's oh gosh, I hope I'm saying that right. I don't know. It's all Italian words. I don't know. Yep, but yep. Um, I, I'm trying to think beyond Morricone. I mean, like I love so much of John Williams. You have to love John Williams. It's like I mean, I mean, it's iconic. Uh, Schindler's it's, List probably my favorite John Williams. Schindler's score. List is gorgeous. I love Jurassic Park. Oh, that's that's like uh, that's yeah. a beautiful theme. I mean, shout out to Star Wars, even though it's so freaking overplayed. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um. Going Indiana little, Jones. Uh, Indiana is Jones is fun. Yeah, yeah okay, Indiana okay. Jones is amazing. Um, going a little more ex- obscure, Alexander Desplat is awesome. The Imitation Game, um, Grand Budapest. I think uh, he won for that. He might have won yeah. for Grand Budapest, yeah. Yeah, my favorite Alexander Desplat one is a very, like, it's not a very, like, wash movie, but it's Lust Caution, directed by Ang Lee. It was right after he. You're telling me about Les yeah, Caution. Yeah, it was right after he won an Oscar for Brokeback, which was also by Display. I really like that one too. But uh, Display's score for Les Caution is my favorite one of his. That movie is like actually probably one of my favorite movies of the 2000s decade. Um, it has a very Hitchcock feel to it. It's really like, the whole movie in general is just very like old school Hitchcock like espionage thriller. Um, yeah, it like not to like. Uh, go too far in the deep end but that's a that's a that's probably my favorite display score along with shape of water shape of water was really good yeah. shape mm-hmm. of water was really really good yeah yeah yeah, yeah. 
I I I I mean, there's so many there there there's so many great ones out there. Yeah. Um, honestly, have you have have you touched on most of your favorites or any any kind of uh, talk about? I guess I'll think about this for a second. But in terms of Morricone, I I guess I um, mentioned earlier Days of Heaven, the the Mission, and Cinema Paradiso is my absolute favorite. Um, the only score, the movie score that I can that to me comes close to Cinema Paradiso score is. Uh, Justin Hurwitz's first man score um, with the theremin, oh. which is the loneliest instrument, or the loneliest sounding instrument in my opinion. Yeah, so, like, definitely. I feel like that really fit. Uh, Phantom Thread by Paul Thomas Anderson, um, composed by Radiohead, is really good too. Uh, ra- not Radiohead, um, one of the members. The guy of from Radiohead. Uh, Johnny Greenwood. Yeah. Um, yeah. And what else did I really... Oh, um, it's probably a really circle-jerked answer, but Interstellar's um, <laughs> score is really good. I know, it's funny. We haven't touched on Hans Zimmer yet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That one, that one slaps. That one's one of my favorites. Yeah. yeah. The organs, they sound really good. Yeah. Um, Spirited Away has a great score. and that's. Oh, yeah. That's a lot of those Miyazaki yeah. ones are very yeah. good. Yeah. 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 Those are the ones that I can think of, like, or the ones that I like regularly listen to. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's something you don't always notice in, until you do, basically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, in this case, in this case, like I said, I think, I think, um, there, there's sort of, there's the love theme and the childhood theme. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. those, and there's, there's a few others, but those are the two that sort of bring you back to key moments. Um, yeah. You know, like I think I, I I think when like he's returning to his his it's it's not his childhood room, but the room that has all his childhood all stuff his in it. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you go back to the childhood theme, and 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 it sort of it, it throws you back to the last time in the movie you heard that. It sort of yeah. triggers yeah. it sort of triggers your brain in that way, and it's and it's and and not only is it so beautifully composed, but it's so beautifully used in the yeah, movie. Yeah, it works well. It's like well placed in the movie. Well, very like, well placed. Every time I hear that music, I'm like I. Ready to cry? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah but like, had, had they just played it throughout, had they played one theme throughout, it wouldn't have done that. It's it's the fact that they have that they have motifs that they want to return to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh. Yeah. Anything else you kind of want to touch on with the with the, with the music of this movie or anything? I, I mean, anything yeah, else I think that's the movie? all. That's all I really have to say about the music because to me, the music is probably the highlight of this movie. This yeah. is a phenomenal score and. Like I, I can't talk about this movie without mentioning the music because, yeah, it's it's a great score. Like I have to bring it up, you know. For sure. Like, and it like, it really gets me thinking of like what like other movie scores really left an impression on me as well. No, definitely, yeah. definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, what did you think of of the love interest? What do you think of her? You think in of the movie? Elena. Elena. Yeah. Elena. What do you think uh, of um, Elena in the movie? Dude, I think she looks really old. Uh, not like a teen. Like she doesn't look like a teenager. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think you're kind of right. <laughs> she looks a little old. She that throws me old. off every time uh, Ellen I first appears on screen. Um, I think she's like. I think she uh, definitely uh, works more as someone that's like develops uh, Toto's character than as a character on his own. But I didn't mind that. I feel I bought their relationship. I think it was like. I think it was quite beautiful. I like um, that one scene where uh, Toto was like, "Man, I wish like if I were in a film, like this shit would just end, and I would just cut straight to the kiss yeah. scene." And yeah. it literally cuts to like it's kind of it meta, you know. Break. It cuts to them kissing in the rain. I like I like it, yeah, it seems brilliant. cheesy at first, but like I kind of like thought like it was like on purpose you know like i don't think like the it actually worked out like that i felt like because the right after that scene is just like like a grown-up alfredo thinking of that wait grown-up salvatore thinking of that and like you can it kind of implies that like that's not like it didn't just go straight from movie to rain to kiss you know like there's definitely some time in between but in his memory he just cut those out because like the important part is that she came back you know like yeah yeah i bought the relationship i thought it was i thought it really served the movie well yeah for sure for sure i think i think i i think i I think the thing that this movie has in common with another movie that 
I saw recently for this podcast, Eternal Sunshine. Oh, right on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that is that you're 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 seeing you're seeing this woman through through oh, a memory guys, yeah. through the guy's memory. So it's almost like I think I think I think Eternal Sunshine is more self aware. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, in many ways, mm-hmm. but I mean, I mean, similarly, like in this in this movie, she's she's not very well developed. But you don't. I mean, it's not really confirmed how much of that is just because. That's the way he's looking Never, back yeah. on the, he's looking back at this sort of angelic girl that he once knew versus like, versus like, I mean, she probably was a three dimensional person. Yeah, you absolutely. know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're right. She's not fully developed. I think like, but that's on purpose. It doesn't it doesn't need it. I think like, like there is another movie that like, or I'm not saying like a specific another movie, like there, like if you wanted to like create like a, like you know flesh out this uh elena more that would be a different movie you know the, yeah. it would be a different focus like, yeah definitely this movie is definitely about uh fuck what's his name toto uh, <laughs> salvatore uh and yeah that's like it, it keeps a focus and i kind of appreciate that yeah it definitely mm-hmm. keeps his focus yeah. yeah but it's not it's not really it's not really answered in the end whether i mean whether or not he will or does sort of find love like that's what it's sort of about it's like well you got the success you found your you found your theatrical you 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 you, you found your success in the movie business yep. like and, and and the mom's like when are you going to settle down uh that question is never answered yeah, it's it answered in yeah. some ways in the extended cut i guess but like uh i mean you, that that fundamental question is never it's never really answered in this. Yeah, I think it's just like um, maybe maybe like Elena did mean a lot to him. You know, maybe he yeah. never found someone um, who he like could connect to as much as he did with Elena. Uh, his mom kind of mentions that like uh, I can almost tell in like these women's voices that you know they don't truly like care about you but or they don't truly love you or something like that. that sounds like such a roast but um yeah they, they it, like it like she the kinda, mom's straight up roast yeah her. the mom's just like yeah <laughs> bitches ain't shit but like um yeah like yeah the mom's just like i don't like I, I i don't think that these women you are with truly love you there isn't that like connect like that deeper connection and i feel like he felt that with elena which is why she is important to the story, I guess. Yeah. Is there anything else you want to touch on with the movie? Yeah, so um, I guess like uh, kind of like connected to a movie, but I have another question for you. Um, yeah. So uh, I'm not saying it takes that much for me to like tear up in a movie, you know, like <laughs> it, it's not that hard for me to like kind of like tear up. So yeah, are there any other movies that you can think of on top of head that like tr- like really made you cry, I guess? Yeah, um, the 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 first one that comes to mind is the best movie I wouldn't recommend anyone, which is Dear Zachary. Oh, I still haven't seen that yet. Oh my god, yeah. don't watch it. Do you want me to spoil it? <laughs> no, no, please do don't. Wanna... I actually okay. want to watch it. I okay. actually want to watch okay. it. Okay. Yeah. Um, so that movie, just like I was bawling during the movie, and then like after the movie ended, I was just like crushed. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so that was not good. I, you know, I think, I think what's sad is like after watching all these movies, I, I become a little more cold and, uh, I, I used to cry at everything. (laughs) And I think, and I think after like seeing so many movies, it's, it's sort of sad that I, I don't, you know, it takes a lot more to make me jump at a horror movie. It takes a lot more to make me cry. I just like, I I've noticed this only in the last year that I, I'm a little more jaded and I don't (laughs) like it at all. I don't like those people and I don't like that part of myself. But um, I'd cry it. I'd cry at everything, honestly. Is 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 there anything that you that you can think of that really made you cry other than this? Titanic. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. No, I've definitely I've definitely shed a shed a few tears at at, at Titanic. That's for sure. Titanic, straight fire. Um, How can you not? Honestly. What else? Um, so I'm a huge fan of rom coms. There's one called About Time that really. Oh me yeah. Too. Uh, oh yeah, any Richard Curtis movie. Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, honestly, that, that I I think that's yeah, that's that is Richard, that Curtis. Is Richard Curtis. Richard Curtis yeah. is the screenwriter who also did Love among Actually. other things Love Actually, yes. Four Weddings and a Funeral. Oh yeah. Um, Love Actually definitely definitely makes me cry. Uh, yeah, no, I I 
I, I, I tear up at multiple parts of Love Actually every time I see it. I'm trying to think what else. Oh, Call Me By Your Name, as I mentioned earlier. Ooh, Have you seen that? Not yet. Okay, that's okay. a that's a major hole in my yeah, yeah, film yeah. watching. Um, uh, I also mentioned this earlier, but First Man. Uh, though I, I, I do know that I'm probably in the minority. Most people think First Man is very cold, which is really... Which, when I watched it, I, I thought was really weird because, like... I felt really like upset watching that movie for some reason. I, I, know, I, I it's, like it's very much like shat. It's it's very much like shattering the American dream in a very different way from what law from how law actually oh, yeah. La La Land Whiplash and First Man. That's about the only thing that they have in common is sort of shattering dreams. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, but I think First Man is specifically about like shattering the dream of the audience. I think what that movie does so effectively is like makes you feel makes you realize how primitive like the space program was it looks so epic when you see it on tv and then we learned it on the moon and really it's just like just shooting guys off in tin cans like crossing their fingers it captures the uh, claustrophobia of um kind of like the space race or like kind of like their experiences in the space race um yeah like like probably like because of the score as well um similar with cinema paradiso i always weirdly enough link these two together because like yeah there's just like for first man it's a little bit weird because like as i said most people do find it very emotionally hollow and like cold but yeah i don't know when i watched it maybe because i i like ryan gosling as an actor a lot but like um yeah, I, I I realize um I still haven't seen that many like Italian movies in general. Um uh do you have any recommendations? <laughs> I haven't seen that many Italian movies. I've I've seen a I've seen a shit ton of French movies. Yeah, same. Partially yeah. partially because I am, you know, I I understand the language a little yeah, bit and that's then fair. also that's just fair. just because uh there's there's so much. Yeah, French there's cinema so is very much. Yeah. Um you know, you know the thing is like I I I haven't I haven't had that many like really really strong connections to to Italian movies um, that I can think of off the top of my head. Other than like, you should definitely lean lean into some of like the neorealist stuff from the forties. Like if you haven't seen, seen like by, yeah, um, Umberto D is I another heard that one. Was pretty good. Yeah. Um, by the same director. Um, of the Fellini yeah. stuff, I've I really liked Amarcord. Yeah, that one's that fantastic. One, that one looks really good. I I've seen the actually I've seen the two Fellinis you haven't seen in its like main canon. I saw La Dolce Vita and Knights of Cabiria. Yeah, um, La Dolce Vita was way too long for me. Um, Knights of Cabiria was better, but I'm still not on the Fellini hype train quite yet. I mm-hmm. do want to see La Strada, Eight and a Half, and I'm a Chord, though. Those, yeah, definitely, definitely. Scenes. I mean, Eight and a Half is Eight and a Half is legendary. I've heard Eight and a Half is really good. Like, what did you think about that one? Eight and a Half. Uh, I, I, I just need to rewatch it a few more times because yeah. mm-hmm. there, there's so much there, and I, and I like, I, especially when it's so many people's like favorite movie, like yeah. so many people that I love's favorite yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, I just feel like. I owe it to give it a couple more shots just because I I have I I appreciate what it's doing. I find it sort of clever and fun sometimes, mm-hmm. but uh, I don't I haven't really connected to it emotionally. Similar I sim- I struggle a bit with Fellini, not quite as much as I struggle with Antonioni's stuff. I have not seen a single um, one. I'm actually planning on watching Blow Up sometime later this week. Blow Up's pretty cool. Oh, Blow okay, pretty cool. okay, yeah. Of of the stuff I've seen of his, Blow Up's pretty cool. Um, he 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 has a whole sort of like Italian series with um. La Ventura. Um. La Ventura, La Noti. And Le Clice. Le Clice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, the the other Italian one that I really recommend is La Gran Bellezza. Bellezza. Is that the Great Beauty? Great Beauty. Okay. Okay. Yeah. 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 Paolo Sorrentino. Yeah. So he, 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 he's done some stuff in the U S he did the, he did the young Pope series for HBO. Um, he's, he's, he, he, he's done a bunch of stuff, but, uh, that one's, that one's really, really cool. Really? Okay. Okay. Yeah. I mean, the cinematography is gorgeous. I was, I know Rome pretty well and it's just, it's cool to see, it's cool to see Rome like that. So yeah. Yeah, Cause I have a feeling like it, like apparently it like, kind of like harkens back to Fellini and I haven't like been in love with Fellini yet but like 
Yeah, I'm definitely willing to give it a try. Harkens back a little bit to Fellini, but definitely, he definitely has his own twist on the whole. Yeah, in general, I like, despite having seen Cinema Paradiso many times, I haven't seen that many Italian films. So like, like for French films, I can like probably there's like so many that I can list off, but um, yeah, yeah, fewer Italian ones, I guess. Yeah, definitely fewer Italian ones. Um. Uh, but I mean, there's the, the, there's a rich fr- filmography there. It's definitely worth okay, definitely worth yeah. definitely worth digging into if you if you want. Yeah, definitely gotta check out more Italian stuff. Um, definitely check out Cinema Paradiso to the audience members. Oh yeah, um, oh yeah, for yeah. sure. This is a this is a strong re- especially this is a if you've strong already strong recommendation. Especially if you've media. listened this long. <laughs> oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Like, I, I've said this so many times, but this is, like, quite possibly one of my favorite movies of all time. It is definitely in my top five. Uh, for our sign-off, you gotta... Oh, yeah. You gotta think of your movie quote. Oh, shit. Uh, you gotta <laughs> think of your movie quote and the character. Duh, I, I'm legit trying to think. Um, I, I, like, I know you did... I know you do this, and, like, I plan one in advance, and I forgot. <laughs> That's what everyone says. Yeah. But you can do whatever you want. You can do the first thing that comes to your mind. You can do anything. I. I'm on drugs. <laughs> Jump into the pool. <laughs> <laughs> Another movie we did on this podcast. Yeah, yeah. That's from Almost Famous. <laughs> did they scream that a little bit louder? I don't I'm remember. I'm on drugs. I'm on drugs. <laughs> and then like he just straight up dies. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> thanks for coming on yeah Jason. this thanks is super so, super yeah. fun uh yeah thank you for listening to another episode of cineflag and i will see you next week